And because he has made it, I'm going to rejoice. Do I have anybody else in there going to rejoice on today with me? As you're standing to your feet, we're going to get started with this morning's worship. Awesome privilege it is to be in the house of the Lord. Reading for your hearing the 100th number of the song. The scripture reads, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. Oh, let me pause. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Oh, come on now. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Do I have any thankful people in the house of God on today? Enter into his house with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good. Is he good unto you? The Lord is good. Is he good unto you? His mercy is everlasting and his truth endure to all generations. Pray with me, church. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the privilege of coming into your house of worship. Oh, Father, we come, God, to magnify your name, God. Oh, we didn't come to magnify our burdens, but we come to magnify your name, God. Oh, yes, because your name is a strong tower. Yes, at the name of Jesus, demons have cast to tremble. And Father, we thank you right now because our cares, our problems, we cast them at your feet. And we know, God, that you're going to work everything out, God, because we know that all things are working together for our good. And Father, because we know that you are mending the things together, oh, we have no choice but to praise you. God, the author and the finisher of our faith, we are going to worship you on today. Father, we ask that you have your way with our service. Have your way with the musicians. Have your way with the singers. Have your way in your service. Save a life on today, Father. Deliver on today, Father. Set free on today, Father. Heal on today. Deliver, Father, on today. And we're going to to give your name the praise, your name the glory, and your name the honor. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. And the believers said amen. And the believers said amen. Amen, amen. Again, greetings to each of you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We have come to worship God today. If there be any visitor, visitors or guests among us, know that you are always welcome here at St. John. If you desire salvation or church membership, please Fill out the form found on the back of the pew in front of you. And once you have completed it, you can give it to the person at the front desk. You can give it to an usher. You can put it in the offering basket. But whatever you do, don't miss your day of visitation. Amen? Amen. Now, have you come to worship? I see you're on your feet, but have you come to praise God on today? Oh, he is still high and lifted up. Are you ready to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Are you ready for the one that woke you up this morning? Oh, he started you on your way. Are you ready to praise that God? Oh, because he is that good. Hallelujah. You are now in the hands of our praise team. 
Come on, come on, put your hands together. Don't stop praising him. Hallelujah. God, we bless your name. God, we give you praise. It's another first Sunday, and God, we're glad about it. Hallelujah. Over 2,000 years ago, God came down from heaven to earth, and he marched on up. God got this hill. He hung, bled, and died. But early Sunday morning, he went ahead and rose. How many know that the blood still works? Hallelujah. The blood still covers. The blood still cleanses. The blood still protects. Hallelujah. Anybody know that the blood still works? Do I got any cousins in the house that are covered by the blood? Why don't you go ahead and give God some praise for the blood? God, if it had not been for the blood, I don't know where I would be. Hallelujah. Song simply says the blood still works. Anybody know that the blood still works? The only way that you made it here today is because God's blood covered you on your way. Hallelujah. Why don't you put your hands together? Hallelujah. Anybody know the blood still works and it'll never lose its power? Put your hands together. Hey. Here we go, y'all. The blood still works. Anybody know the blood still works? I know, I know, I know it works. Anybody know the blood still works? It 
how many of you guys know, hallelujah, that God will do just what he said. God is not a man that he would lie. And if God promised you something, he surely will bring it to pass. Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3 says to write the vision and to make it plain. And though it may seem like it's delayed for a little while, it will come to fruition. Hallelujah. And I just want to encourage you on today that sometimes I know we talk about it and we pray about it. But I dare you to get you a pen and a piece of paper and start writing out everything God said to you. Write down all your hopes, all your dreams, all your gifts, all your visions. And then I dare you to go and find a scripture for it, to support it and start speaking get back to God what he's given to us. Hallelujah. He will do just what he said. Does anybody believe that on today? Our timing is not God's timing. Our ways are not God's ways. So what may seem like a delay to us, God is simply right on time. Let's go, family. Sim song simply says, hallelujah to write the vision. Make it plain that they will run and not faint. And then it says, though the vision is only for a while, the promise is that it shall speak and not lie. For if the Lord said it, you can count on it. He will do just what he said. Hallelujah. Why don't you go ahead and lift your hands and give God praise in advance for what he's getting ready to do. That vision is already there. God is going to get you there, but it's already promised. Hallelujah. Here we go. Write the vision. Yeah. Make it plain. That they may run. And not faint. Though the vision. Is only for a while. It shall speak. And it won't lie. Hallelujah. For if the Lord said it, you can count on it. And he will do just what he says. Write the vision. And make it plain that they may run. And not faith. Though the vision is only for it shall speak and not lie. Let's say that again. Oh, right the vision. Can we encourage y'all on today? Make it plain. That they may run and not faint. Don't be weary and well doing. Hey, though the vision is only for a while, it shall speak and not lie. 
many know that God will do just what he said? He will do just what he said. for everything that you already done and everything that you're getting ready to do and God when I write these things down and I pray and I give it to you God I'm putting it all in your hands all of my burdens God all of my promise all of my unanswered questions I put it all in his hands this and that these and those I put it all yeah, I know y'all know this, but why don't you go ahead and stand on your feet? Let's make one big choir in this place. Hallelujah. Here we go. All in his head.
him your heartache, put it in his hands, leave it there. While you're worried, just pray. Give it over. Give Jesus. Give it over to Jesus. I put it on. Why don't you go ahead and release it? Why don't you go ahead and release it? Go ahead and give it to God. I dare you to lift up your hands and say, Father, I give it over. God, I can't fix it. I know that you can. I believe that you will. I tried him. I know him because I tried him. Let me say that again. I tried him and I know him. I know him because I tried him. I dare you to try Jesus. I dare you to try him. Hallelujah. We bless your name in this place. Hallelujah. God, I need you to fix it. I need you to go up down every aisle, every pew, God, and fix it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can't nobody do it like Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We bless your name, God, in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're now in the hands of our pastor. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Go ahead and give praise. Go ahead and give God praise. You don't got to stop praising him. You don't got to stop praising him. Hallelujah. Hey, everybody. This is Brother Kevin B. Hall, Jr. Listen, I'm outside. They are inside, but we are worshiping and we are enjoying ourselves here today. And I hope you're being blessed by the music ministry that has gone forth. Before we go forward, I need you to do one thing. If you're on Facebook, hit the share button, spread the word, let everybody know where you're at online and what you're doing and where you're worshiping. If you're on YouTube, do one thing, hit the subscribe button. Why? Because we want to make sure that you are kept in the loop of what's happening here at St. John. Now, listen. It's time to get to the Word, okay? Are you ready? I know I'm ready. Let's give God some praise for the Word of God being brought forth by our very own Pastor Kevin B. Hall. Be blessed. Let's take it from the top.
find the sweet. In deep contrition, I need you to help. Whoa, come on, church. I'm calling everybody. Anybody need them today? Oh, yeah. Come on, everybody. Come on. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I do not. Oh, yeah. For those of you who really need them, why don't you lift your hands on this one? Whoa, I'm calling you. <laughs> yes, yeah, say. I have Lord. Yeah. I feel you, Lord. I feel him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You may be seated. In life, people experience many situations. Sometimes we experience a win-lose situation. A win-lose situation is when one wins at the expense of another's loss. Sometimes we experience a lose-lose situation. A lose-lose situation is when there is no winner. Sometimes we experience a win-win situation. A win-win situation is also called a win-win game or non-zero-sum game. A win-win situation is when it is good for everyone involved. A win-win situation is when one is a winner in each of one's options. Today we need to observe a win-win situation. This is the sermonic title of our message. Repeat those words, a win-win situation. We see an interesting example of this in Philippians chapter 1, 
verses 21 through 26. I encourage you to go there. Alternatively speaking, our sermonic text is recorded in Philippians chapter 1, verses 21 through 26. Let's read and highlight as we read Philippians chapter 1, verses 21 through 26. The Apostle Paul is addressing by way of a letter, which we call an epistle, to the church of Philippi. And this epistle is known as a joy epistle, which means that times when you feel the need to experience some joy, you might want to read the book of Philippians. Uh, it's in verse 21 where the apostle Paul testifies saying, for to mean to live is Christ and to gain and to die is gain. Uh, Paul was saying in verse 21 that his life is all about Jesus Christ. But he also acknowledged the inevitable. Uh, the inevitable was um, conceived by many as a curse because it was a curse as a punishment for Adam's sin. Um, but the Apostle Paul is sharing something very positive about death. And he said, uh, to die is gain. <laughs> and of course, he's speaking for himself as a believer. And this does apply to all believers. Um, to die is not a curse, uh, but for a believer, to die is gain. Uh, for an unbeliever, to die means to experience the judgment and then spend eternity in hell. But for a believer, to die is to experience judgment, but to experience uh, eternity in heaven. <laughs> Paul says to die is to gain. In another context, he says uh, uh, when we are absent from the body, we are present with the Lord. Um, to die is to gain in that we experience um, no more trouble, no more heartaches, no more pain, uh, no more sorrow, no more afflictions, and no more death. To die is gain for believers. Paul then in verse 22 um, began to talk about a a dilemma he was experiencing, and in your Bible, you might notice in verse 22 where it says, but uh, if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor, yet what shall I choose? I want not. Um, he says, I, if I continue to live in this body, um, I my assignment, my assignment of preaching the gospel, my assignment of overseeing uh, churches. Uh, he says, but I, I'm kind of in a situation. In verse 23, he says, for I am in a strait betwixt two. Um, he says, I'm, I'm very, I'm very hard pressed. Uh, uh, basically, he was saying, I'm caught between a rock and a hard place. He said, because in all honesty, um, he says, I, I have a desire to depart. I have a desire to go to heaven. I have a desire uh, to be with Jesus. I have a desire to 
join the patriots, I have a desire to join the prophets, I have a desire to join others who have died in the Lord. He says, uh, I want to be with Christ, uh, and he recognized that for a believer to die, uh, life is far better. Uh, nevertheless, in verse 24, are y'all still with me? Uh, Paul says, uh, uh, but yeah, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Um, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm caught. I'm in a situation because my, uh, I, my soul desires to go to heaven. My soul desires to be with Jesus. Um, but uh, I recognize I'm needed here. I, you need me as a congregation, he's saying. You, 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 you need what I'm feeding you. You need my exhortations. You, you need my uh, encouragement. And then it's in verse 25. I'm almost at verse 26. It's in verse 25. You might notice in your Bible where he says, uh, but uh, I, I, am, I am with confidence. He says, having this confidence. Uh, he said, this, 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 this is one thing you just can't take from me. I have this confidence that uh, I, I, I will abide and continue with all of you for the furtherance of um, uh, for, for your furtherance and joy of faith. He's saying, I, I have this assurance that uh, as your overseer, that God is going to keep me around a little while in order that I can continue to feed you, in order that uh, you're going to grow as far as uh, your joy as well as your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it's verse 26, our, our concluding verse. Uh, he says that your rejoicing may be more abundant. Um, you, 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 you're you're, you're kind of like babes in Christ, and you're experiencing some joy. But if I stay around and continue to feed you in the word, uh, uh, you're going to experience that unspeakable joy, uh, uh, which is greater than happiness. He says your rejoicing is going to be even more abundant. And it's not going to be in the world, but it's going to be in Jesus Christ, and, and, and you're going to appreciate the teaching, the preaching I'm giving you, he says, because it's going to be abundant in Jesus Christ for me uh, by my coming to you again. Uh, he's letting them know that uh, you, you're hearing from me by way of an epistle, but uh, in time, you shall see me again. Uh, if you've understood so far, go ahead and show it by giving God a hand of praise. Uh, in Philippians chapter 1, verses 21 through 26, uh, Paul discussed how he was in a win-win situation. In light of our text, a win-win situation is an opportunity to live for Christ on earth or live with Christ in heaven. I, I need you all to get that because that's what this message is really all about. Uh, when we talk about a win-win situation, uh, you need to understand what's going on here. And I'll say it again. A win-win a situation is an opportunity, catch me, to live for Christ uh, on earth uh, or live 
with Christ uh, in heaven. And those of you taking notes, uh, uh, make sure you underline the for and the with. Uh, it's for Christ while here, but it's with Christ uh, uh, in heaven. A win-win a situation is uh, to be wonderfully blessed, whether in our life here or our life hereafter, meaning a life on earth or life in heaven. Uh, uh, thus, believers are in a win-win situation. We are not in a win-lose situation. We're not in a lose-lose situation. But if you've been born again, today the Lord has you here to know that despite whatever you are going through, uh, if you just step back and look at the bigger picture, uh, you as a believer uh, are in a win-win situation. <laughs> And that is the key idea for today's message for those of you uh, outlining me and taking notes. Uh, so repeat those words. Believers are in a win-win situation. Uh, catch me. What should we do since we are in a win-win situation? I mean, that is good news. So the question on the floor is what should we do since we in a win-win situation? Well, first of all, since we are in a win-win situation, let's relax. Amen. And, 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 and as I stand here, I'm not just preaching to you, but I'm preaching also to myself. Uh, so I want you to look at somebody right now and just look at that person and say, relax. <laughs> A lot of people are stressed out. Often our stress is unwarranted. Uh, we are frequently stressed out over something that may not be a reality. <laughs> um, yes, uh, uh, just because we heard something, uh, felt something, or hmm, imagined something, does not mean it is true. Uh, I try not to allow myself to think about something or feel something that has not proven to be true. I mean, psychology teaches me that what I think, I feel. So if I want to stop feeling what I'm feeling, I have to stop thinking what I'm thinking. Are you with me here? Uh, furthermore, we are frequently stressed out over something that may not even happen. Oh, here, this the future is uncertain, and and everything in the future is uncertain. Uh, stressing out about anything in the future is. Uh, imprudent. Uh, it is uh, injudicious. Uh, uh, simply, uh, it's unwise. Uh, look at somebody and just say, it's unwise. Uh, yes, uh, God does not want us to live stressed out. Uh, being stressed out uh, depletes our joy. Being stressed out will uh, cause bad health. 
being stressed out, it impairs logical thinking. Being stressed out will generate strife. Being stressed out will make us irritable and dysfunctional. Instead of being stressed out, God wants you and God wants me to just relax. Uh, that neighbor needs to hear you again and just look at that neighbor and just say, relax. Uh, 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 we can relax. Uh, we might not choose to, but we do have that ability. We can relax if, like Paul, we are in a win-win situation. Uh, uh, to know that God is with us here uh, and hereafter should enable us to relax, uh, to, to know the, the, the benefits of living for Christ on earth and with Christ in heaven should enable us to relax. Uh, unfortunately, many of us are in a win-win situation, but fail to recognize it. And that's the reason why God has you here today, because uh, uh, many of you uh, have been born again, uh, but not even aware that one of the benefits of you being born again is that you are in a win-win situation. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the devil wants you to think because of the trouble uh, that surrounds you that you're in a lose-lose situation. The devil wants you to compromise even with your thinking, uh, uh, having you believing that uh, you're in a win-lose situation. But I'm saying here this morning that despite what you're dealing with, if, if you have been born again, if you have been converted if you are a child of God, you are in a win-win situation. Our focus is misdirected because of this. We need to refocus. This leads us into the second division of our sermon, which is refocus. For those of you taking notes, let me say it in a sentence form. Since we are in a win-win situation, secondly, let's refocus. All over the sanctuary, everybody say, refocus. Our focus is frequently, catch this, on everybody and everything rather than who and what our focus should be on. Many are focused on inflation. Many are focused on the stock market. Many are focused on global warming and the weather. Many are focused on politics. Many are focused on their problems uh, and their needs. And we could go on and on. Uh, because our focus is frequently misdirected, uh, we need to refocus. Look at your neighbor and say, we refocus. Uh, when, when Paul said, 
for me to live is Christ. He subsequently said that his life uh, on earth is for Christ. And his life in heaven will be with Christ. Uh, as believers like Paul, uh, our total focus uh, should be on Christ. I don't think you hear me today. When we are focused on anybody or anything other than Christ, uh, we need to refocus. Uh, let's just examine ourselves. Uh, where is our focus these days? Uh, ask yourself that question. Where is my focus? Uh, what are you focused on? Who are you focused on? If, 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 if our focus is not totally on Christ, uh, we need to refocus. And guess what? We need to do it right now. After all, we, we are in a win-win situation. Somebody just said win-win situation. Uh, we're not in a win-lose situation. We're not in a lose-lose situation. We're in a win-win situation. Uh, while living on earth, we are blessed and we have God's favor. When we shall live in heaven, guess what? We will be blessed uh, and have God's favor. If that's good news, somebody go ahead and praise God for that. Our refocus needs to be on Christ. Our refocus needs to be on our blessings. Sometimes, let me just pause and say something on that. Sometimes we get so caught up looking at what we do not have and fail to recognize what we already have. Our refocus needs to be on uh, our earthly mission and destiny. Uh, everybody here has been called to do something. I don't care how much you have uh, attained or obtained in this world. Uh, if you're not living out your destiny, if you're not living out the person that God has created to you, your living is in vain. Life is meaningful when you're living it according to God's will. Life is meaningful when you're doing uh, what the Lord would have you to do. Unfortunately, some people are doing uh, and they're doing what people would have them to do. Uh, it's not about what people would have you to do, but it's about what the Lord would have you to do. I've had people that ask, well, how do I know what a, what a beginning point is to do like the Apostle Paul? Uh, when his name was Saul, on the, uh, when he was converted, one of the first things he asked was, Lord, what will thou have me to do? It's not about your uncle, your aunt, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, but it's about me. It's about you. You're here for a reason. God did not create you uh, uh, to just come here and whine and dine. God created you for a purpose, uh, and you want to live out meaningfully your purpose. Our refocus needs to be also on uh, our heavenly destination. It's, it's good to know that soon we will be done. With the troubles of this world, who knows what I'm talking about in here? Who, who, can, uh, who, who can acquaint? Who, who, who understands what I'm talking about in here? We can successfully refocus if we recognize that we are in a win-win situation. 
And I just need to know, is this good news for anybody? <laughs> no, I really need to know that. I mean, you came to church, and God bless you. I'm starting to see more and more of you coming back, and that's good. Uh, amen. You came to church today. Is it good news to, to you, uh, if you are a believer, to know that despite everything you're dealing with, that you are still in a win-win situation? If that's good news, show it by giving God some praise. If it's good news, go ahead. Rejoice. <laughs> yes. No, really, if it's good news, go ahead and rejoice. Think about what you're going through, but yet you're here right now that you're in a win-win situation. If that's good news, now go ahead and rejoice. <laughs> Speaking of rejoicing, this is what the third division of the sermon exhorts us to do. Everybody say rejoice. In a sentence form, for those of you taking notes, since we are in a win-win situation Let's rejoice. The neighbor didn't hear you, so look at your neighbor and just say, rejoice. The world is full of so much unhappiness. More people seem to be unhappy than happy. In other words, on a daily basis, we encounter more unhappy people than happy people. Ironically, a lot of these unhappy people profess to be believers. They don't point the finger because if you point the finger, you might have to point at me. <laughs> I am a believer, but I've had some unhappy moments. And don't forget, if you point the finger, where that thumb is pointing. <laughs> Come on, talk back to me, somebody. Be mindful that all unhappy people are not unsaved people. This is a mystery. Joy is the second component of the fruit of the Spirit, as we read in Galatians 5 and 22. Believers who walk in the Spirit are supposed to have joy, which is what Paul expressed in the context of, of the fruit of the Spirit. This suggests that when believers do not have joy, they are not walking consistently in the Spirit. Let me make it personal. When I'm feeling uh, unhappy, I have to check myself because if I'm dwelling in a, in a feeling of unhappiness, uh, uh, then that signifies that I'm not walking in the Spirit. But when I'm walking in the Spirit, I cannot be unhappy at the same time. The Bible teaches us to rejoice even when we are, guess what, mistreated. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 through 12, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely uh, for my sake. And then he says, rejoice. Come on, somebody just shout out. Rejoice. He said, and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Uh, James said in James chapter 1, verses uh, 2 and 3, he says, My brethren, uh, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, uh, knowing this, uh, that the trying of your faith uh, worketh patience. Uh, Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 and 13, he said, Beloved, think it not strange uh, concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. Look at your neighbor right now. Just say, you will be tried. Uh, which is to try you. 
Are y'all listening to me? And so some strange thing happened unto you. And then he says, but rejoice all over. Even in the balcony, can you all shout out, rejoice. Inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad with exceeding joy. We are to rejoice despite our adversities. When I wake up in the morning, I always begin by reciting a passage of scripture in Psalm 118 verse 24, but I just make it personal and I'll say, this is the day the Lord hath made. And I make it personal, and the Bible says we. I make it personal because I have to speak to myself, and I say, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on and give God some praise for his word. Paul shared with us a good reason to rejoice. So I'm saying to everybody that's in here, if you've given yourself reasons to be sad today, you've come here to hear a good reason to rejoice, especially if you've been born again. And Paul shares with us this reason. We should rejoice because we are in a win-win situation. I need some folk who have been born again to, to testify right now. If you've been born again, I need you to look at somebody right now and just say, despite what I'm going through, I am in a win-win situation. Now, that, that it hurt you say that, go ahead and show it. Act like it. Act like it. If we were in a lose-lose situation, we may have a reason not to rejoice. Even if we were in a win-lose situation, we may have a reason not to rejoice. However, since we are in a win-win situation, we have a mighty good reason to rejoice. I think up in here, it's time for somebody to go ahead and rejoice. I, I, I don't want to believe that only the folk at the North Campus can rejoice. I, I believe that there's somebody here at the South Campus uh, uh, has, uh, who has listened to everything I've said. And, and, and you, you recognize, despite what you're dealing with, uh, you have a good reason right now to go ahead and rejoice. We, we, don't, we don't have to leave here feeling the same way that we came. Those of us uh, who have been born again uh, need to rejoice. And the big question is, if you've been born again, now if you have not been born again, I'm going to give you an opportunity later, but for those who have been born again, uh, hey man, uh, I'm saying despite what you're going through, uh, you need to rejoice. Uh, this does not mean that we don't have problems. This does not mean that we don't have afflictions. This does not mean that we do not have burdens. This means that despite our problems, despite our afflictions, despite our burdens, we can still rejoice. With a mask on, still rejoice. Seated, still rejoice. We can still rejoice because we are in 
a win-win situation. Oh, I come this morning to say that if you recognize that you are in a win-win situation, um, you need to go ahead and rejoice. By the way, the Lord's house. Uh, look at somebody and just say, we're in the Lord's house. Uh, the Lord's house is where believers should rejoice. This is not the place to display our clothing. This is not the place to turn up our nose at one another. This is not the place to try to act sophisticated and dignified. This is the place where people need to rejoice. I, I heard, I heard uh, David say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm starting to feel good up in here. I heard uh, another writer say, um, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and uh, into his courts with praise and I like this part it says be thankful I don't think y'all hear me in here it says be thankful unto him and uh, bless his name why for the Lord is good I, I'm feeling something up in here. Um, I, I, I think I need to say it again to wake somebody up. Uh, uh, for the Lord is good. And his mercy is everlasting. Uh, his truth endureth uh, to all generation. The house of the Lord is where believers uh, should rejoice. I don't know about you, but when I entered the sanctuary, which is the house of the Lord, I felt glad to be in the service one more time. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, he did not have to do it. Uh, he did not have to let me live. So I'm so glad to be in the service one more time. Uh, are you glad today? I said, are oh, you glad? Uh, if you're sad, I'll say to you what David said. Uh, lift up your heads, oh ye gates, and be lifted up. Uh, ye everlasting doors uh, and the king of glory uh, shall come in uh, who is uh, the king of glory uh, the Lord uh, strong and mighty uh, and the Lord uh, mighty in battle uh, 
the king proved uh, that he's strong and mighty. Uh, one day on a hill called Calvary, uh, Jesus died uh, on an old rugged cross uh, after being buried uh, for three days uh, and three nights. Uh, it was early a uh, Sunday morning uh, when he got on uh, 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 with all power uh, in heaven uh, and in earth. Uh, uh, I need you to look uh, at your neighbor right now and say the Lord uh, is strong and mighty. Uh, tell that neighbor uh, that the Lord uh, is mighty in battle. Uh, he's so good uh, that he blessed us uh, to be in a win-win situation uh, since we are here in a win-win situation. Uh, let's relax. Uh, let's refocus uh, and let's rejoice. Uh, I praise God that I'm in a win-win situation. I've had problems, but my problems did not take me out because I am in a win-win a situation I've had my share of trouble but my trouble did not take me out because I am in a win-win situation I've had storms but my storms did not take me out because I I am in a win-win situation. I've had pain all in my heart, but my pain did not take me out because I am in a win-win situation. I've been burdened. I said heavy laden, but my burdens did not take me out because I am in a win-win situation. I faced many obstacles, but my obstacles did not take me out because I am in a win-win situation. I cried and I I've cried, I have cried all night long, but my crying did not take me out because I am in a win-win situation. I've been lonely, but my loneliness did not take me out because I am in a win-win a situation I've been mistreated but being mistreated did 
not take me out because I am in a win-win situation. I've been forsaken, but being forsaken did not take me out because I am in a win-win situation because I am in a win a win situation I must give God give God the glory you see I don't know what you came here to do but I know what I came here for I came I said I came to praise the Lord. You see, you don't know what I had to go through to get here this morning. You don't know what my week was like last week. But I could not wait to get to the church. I could not wait to make it to the house of prayer and because I've been looking forward to this moment regardless of how any of you might feel I cannot miss out on my opportunity I've got to do what I came here to do I came here to praise the Lord I came here to jump and shout here to wave my hand is there anybody that came here today because you want to have some church I need to tell somebody that's in the midst of a storm I need to tell somebody that's on the battlefield don't wait till your battle is over but shout now uh, don't wait till your battle's over but praise God now there's no harm in praising the Lord there's something about a child of God no matter what we're going through you can't stop a child of God from praising the Lord help me Job Job said when I lost everything I said Said, naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither I gonna praise the Lord and Job said blessed be the name of the Lord and God alright so I'm saying this morning don't wait till you 
your battle's over but shout now sometimes it seems like we are losing a battle but I came by to tell you it ain't over yet that's what I got to close on I need somebody to hear despite your pain despite what you're going through it ain't over yet look at your neighbor right now and say neighbor it ain't over yet as long as God is still on the throne as long as you got breath in your body as long as you can lift up your leg as long as you can wave your hand as long as you can stomp your feet as long as you can say father father I stretch my hand to thee no other help I know it ain't I said it ain't it ain't over thank God it ain't over it's not over because the Lord is still with me he walks he walks he walks with me he talks with me he tells me that I am his own say it say it say it yeah 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 yes Lord yeah it ain't over look at somebody right there said it ain't over look at your name say neighbor I may be growing old but it ain't over it ain't over until God says well done it ain't over until I hear the trumpet sound and when the trumpet shall sound the dead in Christ shall rise then those of us that remain shall be caught up caught up to meet him in the air when I shall be caught up I gonna rise Rise above my trouble. Rise above my trials. Rise above affliction. Rise above trouble. Rise above pain. Rise, 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 rise. Yes, Lord.
eyes are closed and Father we pray we pray for the salvation of the lost save folk who need a church home pray that as we prepare to present your tithes and offerings that they be received and acceptable unto you we pray that in our departure that your spirit will rest, rule, and abide with us. In the name of Jesus, we say amen. Eyes are still closed. If you're not saved, but you would like to be saved. And ushers, maybe you can help me out with this. Is there anybody in here, you do not know Jesus, but you would like to know Jesus? If so, just raise your hand. If you're in here, you don't know Jesus, you heard about this win-win situation. Well, that's for people who are believers. But if you do not know Jesus, you're not in a win-win situation. I say to each of you, those of you who are present, if you want to be saved, or if you are saved and you need a church home, fill out that form. There's a form right in front of you in that pew, that pew right before you. Get one of those forms, fill it out. Afterwards, give it to an usher person at the front desk, or you can put it in the offering basket. Some of you have been responding online. We welcome you to the Lord's family, the St. John family. And those of you who's watching right now, regardless of where you are, you don't even have to be in this country, in this state or country. We have people who's watching in other countries now. Wherever you are, just fill out that form electronically. Go to that link, fill out that form. Email it to us, mail it to us, or hand deliver it, and we will respond promptly. Eyes are open. If you were blessed in today's worship, go ahead and bless God. Amen. We solicit prayers. Um, last, last week was a very tough week. Um, I, I ask and I I ask that you would pray for my dad. Uh, my father is very sick, and he needs our prayers. And something serious is going on, and he's he's lost a lot of weight. We were scheduled. We've been seeing different doctors. We were scheduled to see a doctor this Tuesday, which was going to confirm what they're believing. I talked to him on yesterday, he said, Kevin, he said, um, I appreciate that you were going to go with me, he said, but at 91, he said, I don't want to go through this. He said, I don't, I don't want to go through treatment, I don't want to go through all of that. He says, I'm, I'm just going to trust God and, and him keep me comfortable. Amen. So I'm asking, it's been very heavy on me having to deal with this. Amen. I'm asking that you lift my dad up in prayer. Amen. And there's so many. We have members. Got one brother came to me and he shared with me a couple weeks ago. Remember this church? He says he's got um, prostate cancer. He's asking me to pray for him. Got another sister who's very faithful here. And she's ill and she's undergoing testing, losing weight. 
she needs our prayers also. So I, I've been praying with people. One of my good friends, he hit me with some news. He said, Kevin, he said, um, you know I'm in stage four. And he said, um, I don't want to talk about this, but I need to tell you that um, I'm going to need you to preach my funeral. That was tough. Amen. So um, the Bible says the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And these are days when I need your prayers. That's why I said I couldn't wait to get in the pulpit. All last week I struggled. Blood pressure escalated. And, you know, I'm still learning that when, the, when people unload on me, I got to turn it over to the Lord. But in that transition, because I'm human, I feel their pain. And I take on a lot of it. Amen. So we solicit your prayers, but I'm, I'm not asking for, I'm not seeking pity. I'm just saying we solicit your prayers. On the positive, <clears throat> we're celebrating our 79th church anniversary. Throughout this month, and I'm going to lead the way today, um, we'll be giving, you can choose whatever time you want to give at this any point this month. Um, the tradition has been a dollar per, per year, which would be $79. That's in addition to your regular tithes and offerings. You might round it off as I'm going to do, or uh, let the Lord lead you to give more, or if you can't give that, give what you can. Um, but we want this to be a great month. If God is willing, um, on next Sunday, I'll be preaching again. I, I, that's one thing I was telling a friend of mine. I said, I, I got to be in the pulpit because that's when I experienced my help, my joy. <laughs> so I got to be in the pulpit. But um, unfortunately, by the third Sunday, um, we're going to have a guest pastor who's going to be here. He can preach. And he, uh, he's going to preach in the seven, I mean, in the, in the nine o'clock and the 11 o'clock worship. And, and then on fourth Sunday, will be unplugged Sunday um, with the young people to go even go even higher. Amen. We're going to have young preaching and guest preaching, different, different, different things going on. So we want to celebrate our church anniversary in a, in a wonderful way. Um, and also on that third Sunday, I need to say this will be the first time since the pandemic um, that we're going to have a choir on the stand. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes. Yes. So on the third Sunday this month, mainly in an 11 o'clock Sunday service, probably it might in a nine, might have to do an ensemble because that choir might be too big. But in 11 o'clock, I want a choir to be on the stand. And you know, like I said, I have a guest pastor here who can preach. Amen. I'll talk more about that later. Okay. Um, also today, we praise God. Um, Minister Eric, will you come? This young man, he's been working with me down at the administration building and God is using them with the young people. Share with us, please. Good afternoon, St. John. As you know, it's been a while since we've been able to fellowship with one another and, and just be around one another uh, outside of the sanctuary. Uh, but being that this month is our church's anniversary, uh, the time is now for a homecoming. All right, amen. Each Generation Now member, that is all of our members that are under the age of 40, is invited to join us throughout the month for fellowship. Starting uh, with the children who are now called Stay Tuned, that's the ages 13 to 18. They're going to be, I'm sorry, tw 4 to 12. And they're going to be going to Dave & Buster's on October 15th. Then on the 22nd, the youth who are now called Something New 
which are ages 13 to 18, are going to be going to red door escape rooms. And then we're going to finish up with what was once our young adults who are now called up next, ages 30, sorry, 19 to 39, will be going to Punch Bowl Social in Sacramento. We are looking forward to having lots of fun this month. We are celebrating being together. We are celebrating one another and being able to fellowship with one another again. And so there are going to be some permission slips and a sign-up sheet out in the front. Please take the permission slips for the respective age groups and sign up uh, for your respective age group if that is you. Thank you. Well hey, Eric, hold on. I want to say this publicly. I appreciate all that God is using them to do here at this church, but you know, one of the signs of a of a minister under a pastor is to work with that pastor and to try to support your pastor as all as much as you can. And I want you to know this young man, he's doing so much to help. He even he and his wife Trish once a month they go over to my dad's church and help him and preach. He goes and rest my dad, preach for him. And now that my dad's sick, I really appreciate what you and Trish are doing. So we want you to know how much we appreciate you. Amen. Praise God. He and Bahati, they'd be going over to help my dad out, and I appreciate that. Okay, let me say this. If God is willing, tonight we will have the Lord's Supper online at 7 p.m. Uh, I want to command, I'm seeing more of you start gradually coming back to church. And to those of you watching online, first of all, I want to say I appreciate you. You are part of our virtual audience. Some of you who are viewing online, um, you, you're not able to come back to church, and I don't want you to feel guilty about it. That's why we have provided this service for you. There are many who's online. You are able to come to church. I'm not going to fuss with you, but I just say to you, I will look forward to seeing you soon <laughs> in person. Now, let me just share this about COVID. Uh, if you notice, you don't even hear a whole lot of talk about COVID now. Uh, now, that does not mean it's, it's, it has left us. It's just not as infectious or as deadly as it once was. Um, COVID right now, you can almost handle it the way you would a cold or the flu. Yes, it is just like the flu still kills some people. Amen. But uh, I just say to people, if, if you're afraid of going out before because of COVID, well, you might as well be afraid of going out because of the cold or a flu because all of that's pretty much on the same level now. I was looking at the stats, even worldwide, they, are, they have really gone down. I'm watching things. Once we get past the flu season, I'm thinking at some point, if things continue to, the progress we continue to make with COVID by 2023, if God is willing, that um, we probably will have mask wearing being optional. Amen. Um, but um, again, for right now, just bear with us. But I just want to share that with us because I think a lot of people have a phobia of COVID. Well, don't live with a fear of COVID. It's not what it was. And, and pretty much, like I said, it's on the level of a cold or the flu. Are y'all listening to me, everybody? Now, that does not mean become careless. Um, still be careful. Continue to take all your precautions. Amen. But I just felt I need to share that because there's a lot of people who's afraid to leave their house before that reason. And unfortunately, life is passing a lot of people by. Amen. God still wants us to enjoy our life. And when we're covered by the blood of Jesus, and that's why you and I are still alive right now, despite even when COVID was at its worst, uh, the Lord took care of us. Amen. 
So let me say that with love because I don't want it to go across as though I'm fussing because I do appreciate our virtual audience. I'll say this to people. God is real, and we will have to give an account. And, you know, we can fool each other, but we're all going to have to stand before the judgment bar. And this is something to consider. Again, I'm not fussing at anybody because I love our virtual audience. But if you can go to a lot of other public places, concerts, clubs, casinos, and all these other places, yes, if, if you can go to all these other public places, God is a jealous God. And to say, I, I won't go to church, but you can go to all these other public places, I don't think that's going to sit well with God. But hear this, as for me, you and I, we're good. I'm talking to my virtual audience. We're good. You're supporting the church. I appreciate how you send your tithes and offerings. I appreciate it. But I just, I just had to say that in case uh, some of you get becoming too comfortable thinking that it's all right. We still have a God we're going to have to answer to. Why don't y'all give God a hand of praise on that level? Come on. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Tell me, wait, wait. I'm sorry. All right. Yes, Jesus loves me. Y'all forgive me. I'm, I'm getting a little bit older, and sometimes I forget some things I got to do. Amen. Don't forget commun communion tonight online. I got a family. I got a baby to bless. I have a baby to bless. The baby to be blessed. Parents, please bring the baby. Bring the baby. Parents, will you come? The parents... And the baby, please come. In addition, everybody, the, the whole, everybody can't come, but the whole clan can't come. But if the parents, the baby, godparents, godparents of the baby, will you come to the altar? Okay. Parents and the baby, we need you to come right now. Okay. Parents and the baby, we need you to come. And then the godparents. With the parents, will you come? If there be a grandmother, grandparents who want to come, you're welcome to come too. Other family members who want to come, you're welcome to come. And the church is singing, Yes, Jesus. He loves me. For the Bible, facing me, facing me. Stand back a little bit, stand back a little bit. What's happening right now is biblical. We see it throughout the Bible, even Jesus himself, as a baby, was brought to the temple. As a pastor of this church, I do not have divine power to impart salvation. But the power that's invested in me can impart blessings. When this young baby shall grow and become of age of accountability, known right from wrong, she will have to accept Jesus for herself. I say to the parents, God has blessed you with a beautiful baby. Recognize she's a gift from God. And God expects you to be the parent, not the pal. In this day and age we're living in now, parents want to be a pal to their children. And God does not give parents, children to be your partner or your pal. God expects you to be the parent. He wants you to train the baby up in the way that she should go. And that way when she becomes old, she will not depart from it. God wants you to don't send the baby to church. 
Don't send the baby through the grandmother. Don't send the baby through other believers. But God wants you to bring the baby to church. I said the other week in one of my sermons that one of the reasons why this world has become so nefarious is that we don't parent the way we were parented. Bring the baby up in the Lord and the baby will come up much better. Oh, yes. Come help me. And Father, we come in the name of Jesus. We hold this beautiful baby, thanking you for a safe passage. She made it from the womb into the world. She's breathing, she's healthy, she's beautiful. And we give you the glory. We recognize that we do not have the power to save her. But as you did for Jeremiah, you sanctified him before he was even born. I pray for the sanctification of this baby. I pray, Lord, that you set this baby apart. That she'll do good things for you and grow up to know you personally. I pray that this baby live to be saved, live to be successful. I pray for the parents that you bless these parents to be able to provide for this baby. I pray that these parents will Bring this baby up according to your will and that they'll work together. And I pray for the God, parents, and everybody involved. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's a certificate and we say to these parents, God bless you. We look forward to seeing more of you here at St. John. Give God a hand of praise, everybody. Amen. It's blessing time. All right, these wonderful deacons are coming. Amen. These wonderful deacons are coming. Amen. All right. And as a pastor, I'm going to lead the way. I don't like to ask you to do anything that I don't do. I'm going to lead the way with my tithes and offerings. And also, my church anniversary offering is in here. So as I said, we can start giving. You don't have to wait till third Sunday or fourth Sunday. Any Sunday this month, you can give your church anniversary offering, which is in addition to your regular tithes and offerings. All right, Pastor Hall loves you. Amen. All right, let's give well, and then you're dismissed. I hope that you have been blessed by the word that went forth today. And listen, without your support, we can't do what we're doing here. And so let me tell you a little bit about tithes and offering. And it's here in this scripture, Malachi 3, 8, and 9. And it says, Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me? But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offering? Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me even this whole nation. Now let me take it a step further. And it says in verse 10, 
Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's what the word says. So we encourage you to continue giving to St. John. Now listen, there's various ways that you can give. One, you can give in person during our worship celebrations. Two, you can mail or drop off at the South Campus or our, our administration building. Three, you can give online. Now listen, you can find more information about where those locations are by visiting our website. Um, in the meantime, we thank you for joining us today. We hope that you were blessed, and we hope that you will have a blessed week in the Lord.